Good morning, world. Welcome to another episode of Zen Dependently Minded. If you are a new or returning listener, I truly hope you enjoy this episode. And before we get into the episode, here is a brief word from our sponsor, Anchor. How's it going, guys? It's your boy, Bobby Boucher, back at it with another episode of Wild and Out. So, like I had posted on all those independently minded pages, I was actually not expecting to do an episode today. I was not going to do one. I was going to wait till I got back from my vacation because this weekend we're going on a short but sweet trip to Dublin because my amazing wife surprised me with tickets to see Tim Dillon. I think she's actually going to leave me for him, but she's going to find out probably through his act that he is a homosexual, so not going to work out for her. And then afterwards, we're going to come back, we're going to work for a couple days, and then we're going to go to Greece for five days for our honeymoon. So I wasn't going to do any episodes, but... Spotify let me know that if I didn't reach my quota of 100 episodes in a year, I'm not going to get my signing bonus of 50 million. Because like I said, brought it up in the past, you guys didn't take me seriously, I signed a $50 million Spotify exclusive deal. So I have to make an episode. So I'm going to do the bare minimum. I have to reach 10 minutes in order for it to be a real podcast uh, or for it to at least qualify for one of the 100 episodes. So here I'm just going to talk about 10 facts about me. Number one. In all seriousness, though, there are a couple things I wanted to talk about. First thing I wanted to talk about, great, great article, really superb, great journalism. You should check it out. It's an MSNBC article. It's titled, Pandemic Fitness Trends Have Gone Extreme, Literally. And then you click on the article and the very first, the very first picture is... Some guy flexing with a nicely sized bicep and behind him are Nazis that are doing the hell Hitler. So, you know, that's where we're at. I'm not surprised though, the home of Rachel Maddow is not gonna have any good takes. They're not gonna they're not gonna be honest in anything that they do. They're not gonna actually commit to real journalism. You read through the article and they talk about, you know, white supremacist's latest scheme to valorize violence and hypermasculinity has gone digital. And pandemic at home fitness has expanded to a decade-plus radicalization of physical mixed martial arts. So they're trying, trying to sit here and act like the majority of people who... who so, so there's a big majority of far-right extremists even, even going as far as calling them Nazis and, and white supremacists. They're taking advantage of the at-home pandemic fitness trends. And then they go and talk about hyper-masculinity and how it's such a horrible thing to be very competitively masculine around your boys anybody this this obviously was written by a woman i don't even have to read the author i'm not insulting them in that way it's just that women and men they well it depends i've i've seen i've seen i know that women will motivate each other they'll compliment each other and when when it comes to motivating in the gym and even outside of the gym when they're like oh we need to get to the gym we need to do some squats blah 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 we need to do some crunches they they use it as they they kind of comment positively and on the other hand some people could see it as as uh you know aggressive some people might not like it but that's where you communicate as an adult but a lot of guys they talk shit they're super competitive they try to be alpha males or they are alpha males that's just in our nature that's how we motivate each other. When I was in football, when I weight trained, when I lifted, my partner was always, I always expected him to trash talk. I always expected him to call me a pussy. I always expected him 
you know, yell if I'm struggling on the, the very last rep. If I'm doing my max, everybody's hyped up. That's just how it is. That's how it is with men. Call it hypermasculinity, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure there's instances where people have been too aggressive. But you can't sit here and now label someone as alt-right, which is just as bad as, as calling someone... It's almost as bad as calling someone a rapist or a, a child molester. Calling someone conservative or right-wing or even a Nazi. You know, Nazi, of course, that's, that's by far the worst. But you have people that are... Just throwing out the term right wing, just saying, oh, you know, my right wing family members and everyone's like, oh, right wing. How, how could you do this? You, ha you have the responsibility as a citizen, as a as a citizen of the Commonwealth to fucking to shut these guys down. Here are 10 ways that you can shut down your right wing shit talking Trump supporter family members at Thanksgiving. First of all, tell them that communism is number one, but it hasn't ever been correctly, correctly demonstrated, blah, blah, blah. It's it's ridiculous. This article's trash. This is written by someone who who probably thinks that obesity is healthy. Probably thinks that no matter what size you are, you can be healthy. Blah blah blah. It's disgusting. They're calling it fascist fitness. <laughs> Saying there's a network online of neo-Nazis and young white supremacists that are that are Initially lured with health tips and strategies for positive physical changes. Then they are yanked into the Nazi groups. And then there's some Karen with uh, some weird-ass fucking pillow behind her talking about how martial arts and boxing gyms are being opened up by white supremacists. It's, it's cringe. It's trash. And nobody should take it seriously. I just wanted to let you know, if you're on the fence about exercising, and then all of a sudden you think you're going to be labeled as a, a white supremacist or an alt-right member, that's not the case. And also, I've talked about this before. You know, I said I gained weight. Actually, I can't even blame the pandemic. I gained more weight during the pandemic, but I was gaining weight before the pandemic. I remember I was working my job. I was close to a bakery, and I was eating a lot. I was drinking a lot of... Uh, sugary drinks like out of control like it was I wasn't even enjoying it I was just doing it for some reason I don't know if I was bored or what but I had a you know I had to stop that I had to make a I had to make a positive change I started to exercise a little bit and it's not even like I'm doing crossfit exercise doesn't mean you have to do crossfit you don't have to run a marathon you don't have to run 10 miles a day you don't even have to run <laughs> running is not actually the best the most effective and efficient way of losing um, body fat but all you have to do is just a little bit of exercise and MSNBC is painting people who are doing at-home fitness as something that's all right. And I think that's ridiculous, but no one really takes MSNBC seriously. You can call it low-hanging fruit, but you know, the article circulating on Twitter, people are liking it, people are retweeting it. So there's got to be some kind of counter, counter uh, podcast to that counter journalism I guess you could call it I'm not doing journalism I'm not going to pretend like I am but yeah anyway moving on so obviously you guys have probably already heard by now Joe Biden went to Poland and he kind of said an off-the-cuff remark saying that on on Vladimir Putin president of Russia if you guys haven't heard he's a interesting guy he said this man cannot remain in power he said Vladimir Putin cannot re remain in power insinuating that something needs to be done to get rid of him. 
obviously, unless you're Jimmy Dore and other shit-lib grifters, uh, he's not a shit-lib, he's just a grifter, a regular grifter. Unless you're someone like him, you already know this is kind of an unspoken thing. We we know he can't remain in power. He's gone too far. He's killed innocent people. No matter what his motivation is, no matter what his reasoning is, he's killed innocent people. Point blank, period. And he's pushed too far. He's invaded Ukraine. Probably cannot stay in power. That is most likely the case. Maybe there are some negotiations to be made. I know there have been some kind of positive talks uh, between the Ukrainians and Russians. Um, one of the things that, that has constantly been the deal breaker is that Russia wants Ukraine to demilitarize. Obviously, in every way, that's a horrible I idea, unless you're Russia. Because I'm very confident, and I believe most people know this. If they were to demilitarize Ukraine, 100%. Russia does this again, but they complete the job. They complete the task very quickly because Ukraine is demilitarized. There are no guns in Ukraine. Russians can, I mean, uh, Ukrainians cannot stand up for the, and defend their homeland, defend their people, defend their village, blah, blah, blah. So <clears throat> Biden kind of said the thing we're all thinking, but he said it out loud. And it's something that you don't want to say because not only can, but also it's already happened that Russia is taking this as a threat. They could even look at this as an act of war because it is a threat. They're pumping it through Russian propaganda. They're talking about, look at this, the West. The West is the puppet of Ukraine. They'll, it'll confirm Vladimir Putin's suspicions. It'll confirm, you know, the people that are diehard Putin supporters. It'll confirm the very nationalist, prideful Russian that, you know, doesn't really like or was kind of on the fence about the United States, about the West, about Ukraine, blah, blah, blah. Now they're going to be all out radicalized. And it's going to confirm their suspicions. Like I said, this was a blunder by Biden. This is not anything new. It's just this is one of the worst blunders that we've seen from him. And, oh, we're at, we're at 10 minutes, so I'm going to stop this episode. Catch you guys on the next one. See you later. Really, though. Yeah, this is one of the worst blunders that we've seen from Joe Biden. I mean, I'm not surprised. The guy's not really there. He's kind of an asterisk president. I truly believe he is not the one making decisions. He probably has almost no say in decisions. He's a puppet for the Democratic Party. Anyway, yeah, this is not good. Like I said, it's being pumped through Russian propaganda. And this, this, <laughs> this, this has us involved. Kind of like how Poland wanted to send some old, defunct jets, fighter jets, and keep them on a base, a U.S. military base here in Europe. Uh, it's, 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 we shouldn't be getting involved this much, but with Biden saying this, you know, kind of put crosshairs on the United States if we haven't already. And that's a bad look. Hopefully, it gets drowned out. I doubt it's going to be. It's probably going to continuously get played 24-7 on Russian state media. And I just hope that the negotiation negotiations can reach some kind of conclusion because, like I said, it's getting, you know, gas prices are getting more expensive. It's not just gas prices, the price of oil total. total. That's affecting the European Union a lot. It's going to continue to affect it. And it's going to get worse, and it's going to become a snowball, and it's going to continuously get worse and worse, and 
the detrimental effects are going to get bigger and bigger and more negative as time goes on, as the conflict furthers. And yeah, I hope that this is a wake-up call for countries like Germany, Switzerland, um, Sweden, you know, the the bigger, the, the uh, I don't know why I included Switzerland and Sweden, but I hope it's... I hope it's a wake-up call for a big for these countries to become more energy independent. Open up nuclear, you know, explore nuclear again. I know it's a taboo thing. I know it's scary. I know it's dangerous. If it's not done right, just do it correctly. Get help. Get assistance from the United States. Get assistance from people that have nuclear power plants. Get all the help that you can. It's 2022. <laughs> um, I know there's not a YouTube tutorial for starting a nuclear plant, but come on, guys. We, we can't be depending on, on, nobody should depend on anybody 100% for their oil, unless you're an island or something. You, you can't be completely dependent on any country. That's just not the way that you should want to roll. I know globalism tries to paint it as, you know, we're all just one, we're all one globe, we all depend on each other. But like I said, when one, one country goes down, the rest of the countries go down. We're seeing that right now in the European Union, especially with Germany taking the brunt of the damage and then being the powerhouse of the European Union. So we got to be careful. Hopefully things turn out good. I mean, it's been more of the same, you know, talks or this, oh, this place got bombed, this place got bombed, you know, hypersonic missiles, blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's a lot, but hopefully things go the, go a positive way. Um, I'm monitoring it every day, of course, and I'm sure you guys are too. So Hopefully it works out well. Hopefully the negotiations take a positive turn. And we'll see where, where it goes from here. So, Joe Biden, our president, is proposing a new minimum tax on the wealthiest Americans in the United States. So, from the, so let me actually pull up this article real quick. I should have done this already, but I got distracted. Let's see. So, Joe Biden is proposing a minimum tax of 20%. So, at the mo- at the least, under this new tax, people who have asset values and households that are worth more than $100 million need to, at the minimum, pay a 20% tax. And this is a good start. This is a good start. I like this. But I do truly believe that the focus should be on simplifying the tax code and minimizing tax loopholes for people. Yeah, minimizing tax loopholes. Because like, there's, because Amazon, Amazon is not illegally not paying taxes. There are a bunch of loopholes. There are a bunch of, you know, they all do it. They all do it. Apple, Amazon, Samsung, you bet your ass that none of these major corporations are paying the the normal amount of taxes they should be they have tax lawyers that look into this shit they look over the tax code and they find every loophole possible to pay the least amount of taxes can we blame them not really do i support it of course not everybody you know we all have to fucking pay taxes this sucks i hate it um especially if you're if you're someone who's paying taxes if you complain about taxes but you don't vote that's kind of weird um that you're basically getting taxed without being represented then again there's a lot that's in politics. There's a lot that there's a lot of factors that weigh into politics. There's a lot of things that you have to look into. It can be overwhelming. So I totally get it. But 
According to the White House, this plan would generate roughly $360 billion in revenue over 10 years. Um, and, I mean, th like I said, this is a good start. I think without, you know, increasing a minimum, having, introducing a minimum tax on people who are making more than $100 million or that have assets over exceeding $100 million, they are going to find loopholes. So you need to you need to fill the holes first. You need to simplify the tax code before you pass something like this. Because when you pass this, it's just going to have them look harder or they're going to find another hole or they're going to create some kind of overseas trust. And another idea I was thinking of, I have no idea if this is, I'm sure this has been thought about. I'm sure this there's a term for this. But I've always wondered because a lot of the issues when you, when we increase the tax, when we introduce a higher tax, for the uber wealthy in America, these corporations will take manufacturing, they'll take jobs overseas where the labor is cheap, where they can avoid the tax. And I wonder if there's some kind of penalty that we can incur on them. Um, I don't know, that might actually push them further away to, you know, cut costs even cheaper and take advantage of slave labor even more but also maybe offer an incentive if they are to keep manufacturing in the United States. This is just an idea. I'm sure someone is probably screaming like, this is a fucking thing. It's called the blah, 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 blah. But, you know, I I don't know too much about that kind of stuff, about tariffs and, and export and import taxes and stuff like that. That's just an idea. But another thing I wanted to talk about. So apparently, let me look through my notes. Hmm. So the Buffalo Bills, so if you guys don't know, the Buffalo Bills uh, is an NFL team operating out of Buffalo, New York. They are planning to build a $1.4 billion stadium. $850 million of that is going to come from public financing. And that's not necessarily just tax dollars, but you bet your ass most of the fucking money is coming from taxpayer dollars. <coughs> Whew, excuse me. This is just exactly what New York needs. New York needs another overly expensive, shitty-ass fucking stadium where, I don't know if you guys know this, but NFL stadiums, I'm pretty sure sports stadiums, point-blank period, all of them across the board, never make the money back that is spent on the stadiums. Never. Especially NFL stadiums. They're outrageously expensive. $1.4 billion. For a fucking stadium. That's insane. A bunch of that money is going to come from taxpayers. It's just going to further push people from leaving New York. A lot of people are leaving New York. But mo most of the people are leaving New York City. And Buffalo obviously is more of the. I don't know if they it's considered upstate New York. But it's obviously not Times Square. <laughs> but I just don't understand why. These kind of things are being prioritized when there are bigger problems to be dealt with in New York. Obviously, the NFL team is going to look for a way to, you know, further attract fans, further grow their money. They shouldn't be punished because the state is not focusing on infrastructure and education and crime and, you know, affordable housing and healthcare and all that stuff. They shouldn't be punished for that. The state should be, though. The state needs to be held accountable. They're supposed to. That's their job. They're supposed to 
keep infrastructure from crumbling. They're supposed to improve the safety of neighborhoods. They're supposed to provide affordable housing. They're supposed to help with the homeless. They're supposed to address health care. These are things, maybe not health care uh, per se, but the state needs to be punished for this. You guys need to help. If you're from New York, I have a few listeners in New York, a handful of listeners out of New York. You guys need to speak in speak for yourselves. Stand for yourselves. Stop spending money. Stop giving money to these government entities. Stop voting for them or stop not voting. If you really want to make a change, go vote. Get these people out of office. It's time for a change in New York. It's time for a change in places like Baltimore. It's time for a change in places like Oregon. Uh, I mean, Portland, Seattle, LA. It's it's doable, but when you have people like this that are willing to... I know this is probably voted on, too. That's the strange thing. It's always presented as, oh, you know, this is a big community thing. This will help. This will guarantee, you know, this will create jobs, blah, 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 blah. They're temporary jobs. You have the stadium workers, but that's not a life you want to fucking live. It's always painted as something that will actually benefit the community. Maybe in the short term, but in the long term, $850 million is getting raised from public financing. $850 million that could go to anything better. And, you know, that's disgusting. And I, I hope that, you know, I hope New Yorkers wake up. I hope people across the United States, I hope people across the world, if they're able to, if they're able to vote, if they have, you know, the freedom to vote, I hope that they stand up and start fighting back and start pushing back, nonviolently, of course, against rich people that are taking advantage and spending their taxpayer dollars just to make themselves wealthier. At the end of the day, the NFL is not going to lose money. The Buffalo Bills are not going to lose money. The state is going to lose money, but they're not going to care because it's just going to further inflate the cost of living there. It's going to further inflate the value of the dollar there. It's going to further possibly increase the tax on normal, ordinary people, which we're starting to see. It's by far, without a doubt, uh, if you look at the the rise, if you look at the rise of inflation, and you look at the rise of the cost of living, wages are by like not even close, <laughs> not following. They're not they're not keeping up with the cost, the rise in the cost of living and inflation, especially right now. And this is a problem. Why now of all times during in, during the worst inflation in four years, during a possible impending recession? Why is this the priority? Obviously, I answered my own question. It's just, it's frustrating. And uh, it's more of the same, honestly. Especially for a place like New York. There's actually something else I wanted to talk about here. Uh, not really. So this is kind of a short episode, but, you know, there's some things I wanted to get off my chest. Wanted to give you guys a good episode. Run, wanted to reach my Spotify $50 million quota. <laughs> episode quota before I left for vacation really though that's gonna wrap it up for this episode i hope my episode was coherent enough i hope you guys got something positive out of this episode or something neutral or something negative i don't care i prefer it to be positive obviously i appreciate the support i'm getting close to like somewhere from 300 to 500 plays a week right now and i'm 
Really, really, really grateful for that support. I'm super excited. I cannot wait to see where this podcast will go. I have great ideas, big ideas. I'm doing research on how to play algorithms. I'm going to eventually get on TikTok, like for real. I only did one clip before, but I'm going to get on TikTok. I'm going to find a way to utilize, you know, that gold mine to build this podcast. You know, merch, of course, still still focusing on studying the quality, making sure that it's the best possible stuff that before I sell it to you guys. And of course, like I said before, all of the proceeds, 100% of it is going to go to the Child Mind Institute, a nonprofit organization that focuses on the mental health of families with children that suffer from mental illnesses. So, that all being said, I'll catch you guys on the next episode. I hope you guys are able to enjoy your spring break. I hope you guys are staying safe. I hope you're, you know, keep on pounding. <laughs> Don't give up. Keep on pushing. We will make it out of this alive. And thoughts and prayers out to everybody affected by Ukraine, affected in Yemen, affected in, you know, the world needs a lot of healing. And if you're religious, pray for them. If not, think about them. Do whatever you can if you choose to, if you want to. Uh, yeah, hope I'm not being too preachy, but I'll catch you guys on the next episode. See you in a couple weeks. As always, stay safe, stay away from those crazies out there, and check out the song by Weezer from the album titled Blue called In the Garage. That is my song recommendation for the week. In the Garage by Weezer. Thank you. Catch you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you.